The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Andrew Donoghue is with for Tech Thursday. So, when Meta boss Mark Zuckerberg went to the US Senate hearing in recent days, what did he have to apologise for? What was he accused of? It was a, actually a very stark day yesterday, Matt, and I, I, I think perhaps the line that got me most was um, when um, Zuckerberg was greeted with the line that, Mr Zuckerberg, you and the companies before us, I know you don't mean it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product that's killing people. And Zuckerberg did apologise, Matt, and he turned, in fact, and addressed the parents of children who had self-harmed and taken their own lives, who were in attendance at this hearing, which was the um, judiciary, uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee. And he was apologising, I suppose, in a way for not doing enough. And he said himself that nobody should have to go through this. But it was, Matt, it really was one of those remarkable days in the technology business because there, sitting down, were the CEOs of Discord, of Snap, of Facebook, of TikTok, and of Twitter. By the way, I should mention that only Zuckerberg and Linda Yaccarino from Twitter attended um, uh, of, of their own volition. The others apparently weren't going to uh, attend and received summonses to do so. And there was an amount of grandstanding by senators. Lindsey Graham um, was perhaps the most outspoken, but also perhaps did the most grandstanding. But there was also some very serious points made. All of this is kind of in the context of what's called COSA, which is the Kids Online Safety Act, which is going through um, uh, U.S. Uh, Congress um, at the moment. And it is about protecting kids online, and the act aims to create a duty of care that means these social media companies have to do more, and if they don't, those companies, and perhaps even individuals, could be held responsible. And I think the European Union has probably been stronger, hasn't it, in trying to put manners on these companies than the Americans have been to date, or is that the case? Uh, that is the case, absolutely. And uh, it has taken a long time. I mean, the, the COSA bill that I mentioned first came to life, I think, in February 22. Then it came back uh, in December of last year. But the public support in America has changed substantially, Matt. And I think that's now the big difference. Before Christmas, I think 200 different organizations wrote to uh, Senator, uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, uh, and they included organizations like the American Academy of Pediatrics, the Foundation on Suicide Prevention, and the American Psychological Association. And basically, this is a lot of people saying to lawmakers, listen, social media has damaged my children. It has put them in danger. You have to do something. And so far, social media companies have resisted, Matt, because in a way, they kind of get away with, you know, pushing it out at arm's length. But those days, not only in the European Union, but in America, they are coming to an end. Okay, let's talk about digital subscription overload, as you call it, Andy. (laughs) How many digital subscriptions do you reckon you have? (laughs) When I was scribbling some notes for uh, you today, Matt, I was thinking about this and actually I gave up counting. I'm afraid, but I have certainly started to consolidate them. Subscription overload awareness is really important, though. And it turns out there is some research about this. And it turns out in Europe, we're quite happy to have between two and three subscriptions for streaming services. In China, people tend to have um, just one, which is remarkable given how online Um, you know, they lead their lives, essentially. 
But it's easy to rack them up. I mean, Netflix, Prime, Apple TV, Apple Music, Spotify, Audible, there are so many that we can have. And then depending on the age of, you know, the, the demographic of the individual, maybe a newspaper, um, you might subscribe to one of the tiers on Revolut. And then, of course, you've got Sky, you might have BT Sport, you might have, uh, you, you've obviously got broadband. So you can spend well over a thousand euros a year. First of all, you get your broadband, you add some TV, and then you've got all these services. And so one of the things I would suggest, Matt, for your listeners is they really should review the number of subscriptions they have and ask themselves, do I really need them? Or look at the possibility of taking those which have ads. For example, Spotify, you can get an ad-free version, which you pay for, or you get a free version which has ads in it. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, you know, Netflix made a big deal about introducing the ad, uh, the ad powered uh, or ad assisted tier. Um, For most services, though, that's not possible. I mean, Prime don't do something similar. Um, You know, um, subscription subscription TV, in a sense, doesn't do the same. So uh, Audible doesn't do it. So you do have to make your mind up. But you make an interesting point because it is worthwhile um, if you're thinking about ads, always take the 30-day free trial before you sign up to anything new. But there are other things you can do. And one of the things I really like is Revolut have this brilliant subscription management feature. And so within the app on Revolut, for any, any of your listeners who are Revolut customers, that you, can, um, you get all your subscriptions in one place. And what I love is you get notified of upcoming payments. And so you can cancel the service directly from within the app. And there's this little button, Block Future Payments. That is great because it allows you to see what payments you have coming up over the next month. And you can say, well, actually, I don't use Prime. I'm going to be on holiday for a month. I can pause it. I can cancel it. And so getting those reminders for upcoming payments from Revolut are a really good idea. Believe it or not, though, Matt, there are subscription management services that you can subscribe to. So you pay eight or nine euros a month. It sounds like a ludicrous idea, and I advise anyone to avoid them. However, for anyone who uses PayPal, and some people use PayPal for, you know, maybe to different cards to pay their Netflix bill or their Prime bill, Netflix, or, or rather PayPal, also have the ability to block recurring payments. So that's worthwhile considering also. A listener says, do what I do. Pick one streaming service each month, watch whatever you can on that, and then change it to the next streaming service for the next well, month. That, that's a great idea, and I think, I, I think that listener is, is absolutely bang on. And this is what I would call subscription rotation. And so few of us do it. And let's be honest, we're, we're, you know, from about April or May until September, we're in the house less, we're out far more, the evenings are longer, so you watch less TV, okay. But you still probably have Netflix and you have Prime and you might have Apple TV. You might prefer Spotify or Apple Music in the summer because you're out walking or running. But maybe you got um, Now TV because you wanted to watch Succession. Maybe you got Netflix for The Crown. Those shows are finished. So do you still need them? And so absolutely do rotate your subscriptions. There are so, Some of the companies are quite clever. When you go to cancel something like Now TV, they, they give you an offer and you think, okay, that's worthwhile. I'll think about that. But I do advise your listeners to rotate the subscriptions. And then, of course, maybe you can always get back in on the free trial and pick up an extra month free during the year. Okay, listener says if you're paying through Google Pay, it does the same as Revolut and I think PayPal as well. Thank you, Andy O'Donoghue, for joining us for Tech Thursday. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30.